Welcome to Two Girls, One Small Town. I'm Jeannie Caldwell. And I'm Katie Dillon. <laughs> Living our best life in Ranger, Colorado. Do you want me to write it down? <laughs> Let's try again. Okay. Welcome to Two Girls, One Small Town. I'm Jeannie Caldwell. And I'm Katie Dillon. Living our best life in Ranger, Colorado. I love that. Prior to starting this podcast, I would like to dedicate the podcast to Erin Kelly, who we failed to remember her name during the podcast. She was recently killed in New England in a rally race, and we would like to remember her. Uh, she was female, of course, and rally has a significant number of women that race and just want to take a moment of silence for her before we begin this podcast. Welcome to Two Girls, One Small Town. This is Jeannie Caldwell. I'm here today with a special guest doing a special podcast uh, without my co-host Katie Dillon, who is unavailable today. Um, and I'm here alone. So I do have a special guest I'm pretty excited about, but I'm most excited about this weekend in Rangeley, which is Rally Colorado weekend. It's one of the most favorite beloved weekends of the year. We have rally cars racing back on BLM and it's just an awesome time. Uh, just don't forget tomorrow night at seven is the rally parade down main street. Bring the kids, come and have a great time, uh, meet the rally drivers and see all the neat cars. So we look forward to seeing everybody there tomorrow. So my special guest today is Rupert Barrington. Rupert Barrington is the leader of Rally Colorado. I guess I'll have to ask him what his official title is. Hello, this is Rupert Barrington. I'm uh, the chairman of Rally Colorado. Uh, I've been, this is my second year uh, as chairman, which means I'm in charge until the second the first flag drops. At that point, I become number three in line as our safety guys and our ARA officials are the, the ones that are uh, in charge once the cars are actually in action. Well, I'm really excited to have you here today, Rupert. And I'll have to tell you, uh, before I came to the podcast, I did a little research on you. You're a pretty impressive guy. Um, we'll start with what you did with winning some national titles for rally. Well, I won. I won one um, uh, off-road national championship with Val the Valving Cup back in 2002. Uh, I've, I've done some racing with Rallycross, which is basically like the the the, the um, first stepping stone in rallies is the, the lowest level where you can have street legal cars and uh, um, don't have to spend too much money on, on the vehicles. Speeds are, are pretty slow. And uh, that's how I kind of got in my foot into actually driving. I won five Colorado championships with that. I've raced in the national championship quite a few times and uh, uh, fish as high as second or third at the SCCA level. Uh, though with age and time, I keep going lower and lower <laughs> on the list. Uh, last year, they had the national championships and uh, at Pikes Peak National Raceway in Car Springs, and I finished eighth out of nine in my class. So, <laughs> so not not too impressive by that that area. But um, yes, I have done some of that. Well, it's quite impressive that you won a national 
title. I'm impressed anyway. Thank you. Uh, town manager Lisa Peering and I always say we're going to build a rally car and race. Excellent. So that time is coming. Yes. I can tell you we, we still laugh about that and talk about it. But I guess one of the, while you are all things Rally Colorado, which is very impressive, part of your resume that is super impressive is your photography. Thank you. Man, you have been published everywhere. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. I um, My dad was a photogrammetrist, which is someone who makes maps and photographs. And so I learned a lot from him. He had his own darkroom, and I used to help him load cameras and things like that. So I learned the basics that way. Never thought it'd be a job. I just kind of did it as, as for fun. And a lot of times I'd, I'd take pictures and go, why is this picture so bad? And then try to figure <laughs> out what that went wrong. I never really had any, any official learning I, I did go to you know uh, some some classes in in college and things like that but uh uh just just was interested the harder it was the more i was interested in it you know and uh, over time people started seeing my, my pictures and uh, people started buying my pictures or asked me to come to do different things uh in all kinds of uh, areas but it's for some reason the motorsports areas where i got drawn to were more people call me back and i think in 1989 i started became the official photographer of the Rocky Mountain Vintage Racing in um, uh, uh, Eastern Colorado. And uh, I had an interest in the Pikes Peak Hill Climb and became the official photographer of the Pikes Peak Hill Climb in 1992. And at that point, I'd become, I decided to become a full-time photographer. I'd, I'd uh, quit my job uh, two years earlier and uh, started uh, working full-time in, in photography. And 85% of what I do is, is motorsports, I think. Well, I think I read you've published 40,000 photos in on five continents. Yep. I mean, that's huge. It is. It is. It's, uh, uh, it, was, it was really interesting how I got started. Um, you know, the first year I think I had four pictures published. The next year I had 40. And then uh, it came pretty quickly. It got to about 1,000 photos a year and all sorts of different magazines, every, every, everything out there. And what I did different from a lot of other people is they may have all stuck to one series like NASCAR or IndyCar or or something like that. And I like all forms of racing, so I did everything. You know, I, whatever whatever came along, uh, I didn't really feel like I wanted to follow a series on its own. So I did a lot of different things. But I like Colorado so much. I like staying here. And I we like you staying yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So turn out Pikes Peak Hill Climb is where, where I probably got most famous from. And this is was my thirty seventh year photographing the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. So that was uh, that's awesome. Yes, that's a long time. <laughs> so I, I've read you've been in ESPN magazine. Mm -hmm. um, I think you've been in Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated, yeah. right? And I believe I read that you photographed the Indy Five Hundred. Is yes, that correct? I, I photographed Indy Five Hundred for the for Auto Week magazine, which you know is still a magazine. I mean, that's one of the problems with photography these days is most of the magazines are going out of business. You know, and they're all becoming online stuff. So it's a little little different and then for some reason it costs you just as much to photograph <laughs> uh, uh, for a magazine as it does for an online thing but they want to pay you like a 10 percent of what they paid you for uh, uh when you're shooting magazine stuff so that's kind of kind of tricky well and i went and looked at some of your photographs my husband i guess is an amateur photographer he um, does a lot of the photographs for the town of rangeley mm -hmm. just as a gift mm -hmm. uh, he's been doing it for many years though he his photography hangs all over our house so mm -hmm. when i went and looked at yours i kind of knew what i was looking for and and i was so impressed with Thank your you. photography and he did want me to ask you i told him i was gonna talk to you a little bit and he said 
Ask him if he shoots Nikon or Canon. <laughs> yes, I, sh I shoot Nikon. When I got started, and, and for most of the time, Nikon and Canon were the two biggest, you know, uh, um, camera companies that the, the professionals used. It was always one or the other they, they do. Nowadays, with with um, uh, mirrorless cameras, it's gotten the competition getting a little bit more muddled. I think Sony has come up quite a ways. I, I see a lot of Sony photographers at uh, at um, events, and photographers switch back and forth sometimes between certain things. I've I've been using Nikon since about nineteen. 90 i think and uh you, you build up such a large amount of camera gear that it's really hard to you know sell it all and move on to something else so i know people have done that but boy i lose a lot of money if i did that right now but i think right <laughs> now nikon is is good enough that i can i can make the pictures good enough with what i what i can do so well that's awesome and one last question about your photography i saw that you were the official and this will interest the people of rainy mm -hmm. rangely um, you were the official photographer for John McCain during uh, when he ran for the presidential. That's correct. But not not for the, his entire time. It was for a short bit, and it was right when he was in last place. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did a little bit for, for him, and uh, uh, that was when he had like his staff was down to like one person, and he was carrying his own bags and uh, uh, and things like that. And I got to do a, a, a neat photo shoot in uh, in Denver, and that was where I think I, my photographs sold for the most. I think. To get a photograph with him, it was a donation. I think it was like twenty five hundred dollars per per photograph, wow. and uh, I didn't get it. It was the you know the the uh, um, went to the candidate and things like that. But it was a very very nice person. I know you know uh, it's it's always hard going into the politics of you know who you agree with and who you don't agree with. But he was a nice person that I, that I enjoyed working with, and you know uh, that was nice. But uh, the good news, Ben, is we started building his um, uh, popularity and started to go up in the polls. All the other guys started dropping out, and then uh, his staff started grow really hard and really big. And I think um, Julie, uh, Giuliani's staff, after he dropped out, came on and they brought their own photographer, and that was the end of me. <laughs> <laughs> but you did get to know him and yeah. spend some yes, time with yes. him, so that's that's pretty impressive. Well, welcome to Rangeley for Rally Colorado weekend. Are you excited? I am. It's it's a lot of a ton of work. Uh, I, two years ago, you know, I, I've been here every time, every all but one event, I think, since, since they've been coming here. And usually I've been the official photographer or in charge of media or, or something like that. And two years ago, Sam, who's, who's run it the last couple of years, ran into some issues where she couldn't couldn't run the, the event anymore. And she asked all the staff members, can someone step in and become the chairman? And I got like basically 30 days. If somebody doesn't step in by the end of the end of December, then we have to cancel the rally because we, we need someone to, to run it. And uh, so I was hoping somebody else would, would do a step up. <laughs> uh, but I think I contacted her with two days ago going, okay, so how many people have uh, uh, checked in? She said, well, nobody. I'm like, what? <laughs> and uh, I just knew that uh, we can't lose this, this event. And uh, I knew it was gonna be a lot of work and, and difficult for me, but uh, I said, I, you know, I've got a little experience with with running running you know, groups and things like that. I'll, I will volunteer to do this and uh, uh, see if we can just keep this, this thing going until maybe someone more qualified than me can, can run it. So I did, and that's, that's what I've been doing the last couple of years. Well, we're glad you did. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So uh, what can you tell me about the history of Rally Colorado? Well, um, the, for me, the first event I ever went to was back in the early 90s, and that was in Westcliff, which is uh, southwest uh, of Pueblo. Uh, it was uh, back then. It was run by Sports Car Club of America, 
Uh, I don't think it was, it was not an actual a national event. It was like one step below. So like what this event is right now, like a super regional type of event. And they raced around the, the roads there on the dirt. And, uh, um, and it was, it was quite popular, but it, you know, that area is, is kind of, you know, it's hard to get to, well, I can't really say it's not easy to get here, um, but uh, uh, it, it was tricky, you know, running the routes, which I didn't really realize as much until I, I got in charge of that. So, and that has some famous people racing back then. Then um, in around 2000, 2001, they started doing the rally in Steamboat, and that became a national event really quick. Once again, it was run by Sports Car Club of America. Um, I quickly became the official photographer. I was asked to become the, the official photographer for that event. So uh, I used to go to that as much as I could. Missed a few because I had some conflicts with some other events that I had to do. Um, but uh, uh, that was a big deal around Steamboat. But they are growing a lot. They have a lot of other things going on. And uh, motor racing wasn't up there on their, their list. They also had a big vintage race there through uh, um, uh, through the town, through the streets of Steamboat, which I was a fish photographer for that too. And uh, the, both both events pretty much ended about the same time. So I, I'm not sure exactly what kind of politics came in or, or something where we, they just got tired of motor racing or or that was not the image they wanted uh, for the town, you know, the ski town and things like that. So so that, that rally ended in um, about the, the late, um, I think 2008, maybe 2009, I can't remember the exact, uh, exact date. But we, you know, it was a national event. It was a big deal. Lots of lots of people would come, national, lots of national uh, interest. And then we tried to look at what can, what can we do? Where can we go? And uh, this is where I got worried about losing uh, uh, Rangeley uh, because once we lost Steamboat, it's hard getting back on the list. You know, right. you, you, got, you got a list of national championship events and now it's full. And, you know, trying to get back in is really hard. And so it took, a, you know, a, quite a few years. Uh, I, um, uh, the gentleman, Alan Gardner, came in from uh, from Ireland. Uh, I was like, where's the rally in Colorado? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he uh, looked into areas like um, uh, Westcliff. He also looked in the areas near um, uh, between Denver and Car Springs in the mountains near near uh, Rainbow Falls. And, and um, uh, I can't remember the name of the town out there, but some of those areas and, and every place they went, they were running into problems with like the local government, with Bureau of Land Management, with the county, you know, where there might be several people that would be okay with it, but there's also be one or two people that, that, that were groups that would step in the way and say, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. And, and uh, so it was getting kind of frustrating. And, and I don't know the full story to this, but somehow someone from Rangeley contacted him and said, look, we've got lots of roads out here. We got a population that would be very uh, happy if you came and, and, and raced out here and, and spent your money out here and rented all your hotel rooms and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, uh, and that's very rare, very rare to find some city or town that, that's that you know, positive about it. And so uh, uh, they came up here. I'm not sure what the, all the, the, the details about it, but I, I remember finally not even hearing about it. It's about a week out going, yeah, we, we got a rally. You know, it's like, where's Rupert at? I'm like, I didn't even know we're going to have a rally out there. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, by then everything was sold out. So I brought my tent and I camped out by the lake. Down at uh, Kenny. The reservoir. Yeah. And uh Got a bit by a few mosquitoes, I think, <laughs> and I was hard. I couldn't, I couldn't download or upload photographs in my tent, but I was able to kind of check the roads out, and um, uh, and, and sure enough, within a, a year or so, I became the official photographer of the, of the event and, and helping out and uh, in charge of the media, and we just kept rolling along, and and the, and the drivers really like it, you know. So uh, eventually, um, 
became a national championship uh, almost immediately uh, with America with uh, the Ride America group, and uh, one of our local guys won it and became a national champion that same year. Uh, wow. a couple of years ago, so that that was that was very nice. But then uh, the Ride America kind of folded under, and uh, American Ride Association showed up. And we were a little late in the boat. At the beginning of the year, we started seeing people just dropping off and switching, switching sides, you know. And uh, unfortunately, I think we were just, you know, maybe a couple weeks late where we went over there and they'd already filled up their 10 uh, national championship events. And so that we became a, what's, what's known as a super regional. So that's like one step below national, one step above regional. And we've been trying to become a national event again uh, with those guys. And uh, um, it's interesting talking to the drivers because they, there's a lot of drivers that think this is the best rally in the United States. Uh, looking at all these other ones, you know, um, there's rallies in Oregon and Washington and um, uh, Missouri and Minnesota, and uh, just had one in Maine this past weekend. And uh, uh, but people keep coming back and say this is the best one, and, and one of the reasons is there's so many different, so much variety in the roads from like a big open, you know, open roads and you know fast or tight and technical with rocks and the scenery. And, and you got trees in, near Dragon Trail that, that, that are there and, and uh, a big drop office on what we call Cathedral uh, Road. And uh, uh, they like that. It's also the roads are very close to town. You know, I think the worst the right. Dragon Trail, the furthest one out is 20, 24 miles or something like that. And that's it sounds like a long ways, but you go to other rallies and you got to drive an hour to get to any get to the first stage from where service is. So. It's another fantastic thing about how close this rally is together with everything. Well, I can tell you that Rangeley loves rally and that we would love to see it just grow bigger and bigger. And we welcome the drivers. And if it has four wheels and goes fast, I can tell you mm -hmm. that the residents of Rangeley are on. Yes. They're just there to watch it. And that's great. And we, we try to make sure very, very sure that we don't damage the, the ground or the, or the area and, you know, BLM has given us a little permit that every single one of our, our um, volunteers have to carry with us that uh, uh, tells them what they can and can't do. And if certain things happen that we got to stop the ride straight away, right. uh, can't damage any, any of the, the um, uh, artifacts around here. Or if we find some, we got to let them know straight away, which is, which is great. And actually our t-shirt uh, for this year is um, based on Caravan. And uh, we had a Native American artist, uh, Juliana Brown Eyes, uh, do a modern interpretation of the caveman. And, and so far, everyone loves the T-shirt. It's selling out quick. So we will probably have some of that at the uh, Automotive Museum tomorrow night. Uh, if you want to grab one of those, um, uh, we'll have a few of those for sale if they're not sold out already. And I have seen those T-shirts. I plan on going and buying myself one. They are awesome. Yeah. So how much are they? They're 30 bucks. Yeah. So. Fortunately, you know, the... Our expenses keep going up, and uh, well, thirty like, bucks yeah. for a specialty T-shirt, yeah. though yeah. that's probably even lower than. I mean, yeah. you go to a national park, and they're fifty bucks. Yeah. We just did that, so yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not yeah. horrible. Yeah, I know. I, I'd rather do free, but you know, unfortunately, <laughs> free doesn't work for anybody. So <laughs> yeah, nobody makes money on yeah. free. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah, we're nonprofits. We don't make any money. We just try to pay our bills, you know. And uh, unfortunately, this year is a little, little tougher than normal. Last year, we had three teams that were signed up and two pulled out and uh, one of them pulled out late. So we, we had the, the finances for 29 teams to be here, which was very helpful. This year, we had 24 at the deadline and one's pulled out uh, because of 
the accident that happened in New England uh, uh, last last week. And um, so, so that was a, the accident in New England, as I understand it, there was a death. That's Is that correct. correct? That's correct. Every every team has a driver and a co-driver and uh, the co-driver you go, what was what this co-driver he's or he or she is uh has the maps and and the notes as to what is coming around the corner so this way the cars can go drive faster than a normal person was because they, they know exactly what's coming up and they tell them exactly what's um uh what's around the corner they, they give them like speed uh you know what kind of speed you should take and how tight the corner is or if there's a jump or if there's a clip or whatever um we don't know the details about the accident in um, in new england but unfortunately um the the car went sideways into a tree right at the point where the co-driver was sitting and they killed the co-driver uh and uh and she was a very um beloved person who's been around for a while uh and um, we're actually going to have a memorial for her uh, a minute of silence at the um uh the museum around seven or 655 i think uh tomorrow and, and you're everyone's welcome to come uh, we have um, several of the people know her very well and may say something at that, that point but we're going to we're going to honor her um uh, at this event and you know most people you know it, it's it's unfortunately you know what we get into when you're racing and uh, uh we have all sorts of safety gear you know some of the, the toughest roll cages out there tougher than a nascar uh, right. event, because you know in nascar tracks you've got all these safety things out there you know and um here, who knows what you're going to go? You're going to go off a cliff. You're going to hit a tree. You're going to hit a boulder. You know, um, and they understand that, but uh, we don't want to see that happen. But that's why we have, uh, you know, um, six EMTs that are going to be available in the ambulance. We've got two helicopters that are be on on site to uh, get people out if we, if we need if we need that. And knock on wood, <laughs> we we hope they they never have to do anything. You know? Well, we hope not. And we have yeah. some great first responders here, yes, so. We do. Very proud of that. So, can I ask what her name was? Um, you, can get me, you can get me now. Um, uh, boy, I don't. I want to. I need to look it up. Just give, give me a second here. Um, I, I, I need. I'll get back to you in a second on that. One. Okay, so, yes. and that's fine. Yeah, I don't want to blow her name. You know, and right? I, I'm that's really bad, important. I'm really bad with names, so. Uh, and that's um, important, Rupert. So yes, I understand yes, that. Yeah, I don't want to blow her name on this one, but I'll, I'll get to you in a second here. So, and another question I had is that every year when someone wins Rally Colorado, they put their name on a cup, like the Stanley Cup. That's correct. We, so we, it's, we have a, um, it's called the Rally Cup or the, um, the Colorado Cup, which is um, right now in the museum, the Automotive Museum. So anyone in town can come and check it out. It's got the names of every winner since 2001 that's been on there. And um there's some pretty famous names, you know, uh, if you know motor, race, motor racing, Stefan Verdier was probably one of the most famous first people to come, come here to win. Uh, Travis Pastrana has won it twice. Ken Block, who just oh, recently wow. passed away, uh, won it once. Um, um, Patrick Richard from Canada has, has won it. So uh, there's some, some really big names back then. And I think we got some pretty good people coming up here. Last year, Jacob Despain won uh, his first overall rally. The year before was his first rally ever, and he finished second overall. Wow. And he wasn't even 21 yet. So uh, we, we explained him how to open a champagne bottle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's 21 now. 
uh, he, he brought the, they, they're the drivers of the team are like, hang on to that cup for all year long, but they bring it back for the next rally. And, and he, his plan right now is to let us borrow it for a couple of days and we'll take it back on Sunday. That's his goal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anybody that wants to see that can go to the auto museum here in town and it is on display through the weekend. Yeah. It'll be there till probably about mid afternoon on Saturday. They don't have to pull up because obviously they're closing on Sunday and they need it for the awards on, on Sunday. So, um, um, yeah, that's definitely uh, something that we're, uh, they can come check it out. Well, that's exciting. I have another question for yes. you. Does anybody locally compete, like anybody from Rangeley? Right now, no, but we do have some local volunteers, which is great. And, uh-huh. and I also want to encourage anyone in town who's interested in it. There's two ways of, of participating. One is by going to the spectator stages, and we have three of those this year. Um, or one is to volunteer, and we have, like I said, several people volunteer it. And you can get much closer that way. You, you're you're out there, and you're you're helping the, the team, you know, you're, you're taking the times as they, as they leave a certain area or where they finish, or you're at other places with radio communication, say, we just saw a car 457 has gone off the road and uh, uh, we can tr- try to tell what's what's going on with that. But they're right there. I mean, they're, they're as close as you can get. They sign waivers uh, and uh, uh, so they understand that, that they could be a little closer, you know, but it's, it is dangerous. They have to be, make sure they're in a safe spot. Right. Uh, we supply everyone with a free lunch, both, uh, Saturday and Sunday, come and go. Used to make it, make them in town. Uh, all the lunches for us was great. Now the corporate offices is uh, uh, disallowed them from doing that, so they're sending sandwiches into them. And I know uh, I, I talked uh, to the manager down there and said, "Well, we ordered 228 sandwiches for your volunteers, and 114 of them showed up. So I had to call corporate say, <laughs> get the rest of them over here. So they're actually FedExing the rest of the sandwiches on on Friday <laughs> to come and go for so we can get here. So." Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, thank you for shopping local. Yes. We try to do as much as we can. Some, some things we can't get here. Like one of the things is printing. We've got these, you know, the safety plan and the course maps and things like that. It costs us almost $3,000 to print all those books oh, wow. for, for everyone. And uh, unfortunately, there's nothing in town that we can do that. So we do some of those in Denver. Uh, some of the last minute stuff we do in Vernal and run out there to, to Vernal to get them uh, done. Some of our stickers we have done out there. So uh, we do that. But we try to do make sure everything is in town. We're uh, buying beer for the, the award ceremony. And that's down at the liquor store down the road here. <laughs> He's happy about that. And then, uh, car parts places usually gets busy when they go, well, we need this and this and this, I'm just broke. <laughs> well, we so, appreciate that. Yeah. So Rupert, I have to ask you too. Mm-hmm. Um, my podcast or the two girls, one small town podcast yeah. is all things rangely living in a small town, small town life, mm-hmm. uh, small town people, you know, our culture, all the things that we love. Mm-hmm. What was your thought when you came to Rangeley the first time? Well, I think just driving up the road from, from Rifle, I was like, wow, this is just beautiful up here. And it's not, it's, I mean, coming from the Denver area where it's traffic jams every day and uh, uh, tons of people, it's nice to get out, you know, and, and see this, the, the countryside. And I just know driving down that road the whole way, it's, it's so green. And then the, the Rio Blanco, you know, the river right through there is, right. is fantastic. And, uh, uh, you know, I get to the, my, my wife is, comes with me now too. And we both go, man, we should maybe move here. <laughs> we would welcome you. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> you know, we got some things we got to finish off in the, in Denver. So it might be a few years, but, uh, it's definitely on our radar that this is a, this would be a great place to be. And it's just beautiful. And I love, 
the, the prehistorical stuff that goes on around here. And, uh, and it's close enough to a big town like Grand Junction or, or, or something like that. If we need, right. need something else, it's not too far away. So, uh, so I think it's a great, that's a great place. And, um, uh, uh, so part of me wants to, I'm not, I'm not telling anybody else so that <laughs> they don't all, all move here. <laughs> right. We don't want to be Denver. But, uh, but also I, you know, Right now, it's so small that people don't realize what's going on through. And I remember driving through a few times when I, with my kids, heading to Yellowstone or or um, the Flaming Gorge, like that, and, and not stopping. <laughs> uh, and uh, like I was totally missed the, the museum right here. And usually, I tell a lot of people um, about the, about uh, the museum; they should come check it out. And I still have contacts. I'm still a fish photographer working at Vintage Race, and I talked to them last year. And uh, wow we'd be interested in a road race out here and so i've been trying to look at a place where i can find a road that might work for it for it's a little tricky out here uh and and also i i suggested to you know to people that live in this area if you have other roads that you can think of that we're not using we love to do a little, little you know uh very variation of what we're doing right if you've got a road you know usually like something that's like less than 10 miles long or not too far off of that but somewhere between a mile to 10 miles and it's uh, got a little some twists in there that you have to you know not a flat out thing but something where you where you got some skills go left and right love to hear about them so we'd love to have that you know and uh and we love to have racers eventually you know right uh, it's, it's 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 tricky I have one team that's been working on building their car for like the last uh, eight months, and it's it takes a, a long ways to do it. I usually suggest to people that want to start rally racing, buy a used car to, to understand how it works, so you don't have to spend a ton of money figuring out what to, what to do. Wow. And you got something, <laughs> and then then build your skill up so that's what you really want to do, and then then you can build your own car after that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, the tree people treat you nice here. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Everyone uh, loves this place, and. Uh, uh, like I said, we, we have a couple of national uh, level drivers and co-drivers that say this is the best rally in the United States. And uh, I like that. I was also in um, uh, Wales a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, and talked to some officials there about making this a, a, a world championship event. And uh, we believe it or not, we're number, we were number four on the list for uh, having a WRC event here. And after they saw some of the stuff that, uh, that I showed them, uh, we may have moved up quite a bit on that list. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. We so would love what, that. Yes, yeah. I think we need to not get a national level first, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, they, they love what this, this looks like. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Rupert, we would love to have you and your wife move to Rangeley. <laughs> the only thing that we require when you move to Rangeley is to be a good human. And I do believe you are a good yeah. human. Thank you. So <laughs> thank you for being here today. Yes. And everybody come out and enjoy Rally Weekend in Rangeley, Colorado. Yep. And until next time, listeners, be a good human.